Tell you what, though, folks, that's bloody nice. That is bloody lovely. At this point, it has become a meme. The Rock loves Django's Jumanji, The Rundown, Red Notice, Hobbs and Show, Moana. You get the point. Prepare to see The Rock where he's never been before. No, not the jungle. I mean, come on. It might as well be in his contract at this point. So then they head to the jungle because we don't really have a choice in the matter. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson has that weird thing with jungles in all his contracts. What is that? That is the peck pop of love. The Rock, as the name suggests, is a big guy. Gosh, there's a lot of you, isn't there? Well, someone may park a couple of pounds and he may lose it. What's interesting about the movie is just Christian Bale. The yeah. fact that he's basically a skeleton. Yeah. He I, ate I, like I, a can of tuna and know, an apple a day. The Rock, on the other hand, does not negotiate when it comes to fitness, and this makes it hard for him to pass as a normal guy. The scene where a powerless Adam had to escape from the prison called for a weaker version of Adam to fight his way out of the secret underwater black site. So for this scene, Adam's body wasn't Dwayne Johnson's, but that of a stand-in, it also produced a few problems. The first was transferring Dwayne's face onto the stand-in's body. This is him recounting on the time his management advised him to lose some muscles. You know, I was told at that time, well, you got to be a certain way. You got to drop some weight. You got to be somebody different. You got to stop working out. Stop doing the things that I love. You got I wasn't going to conform to Hollywood. Hollywood was going to conform to me. Towards the end of 90s, fantasy adventure films were killing it in the box office. By 201, the general was booming. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, The Grange, Planet of Apes, even one of the biggest animated films of that year could be classified in that journal. Among the biggest films of that year was The Mummy Returns, a sequel to the 99 The Mummy. The Rock was playing Scorpion King, a role which won him the best villain in King's Choice Award. However, critics awarded him the worst supporting character. This comparison summarizes The Rock's acting career. His roles are more suited to a younger audience. Promise to take me with you and share in the spoils of your adventures. What? All right, fine. Yes, I promise. In 202, the role could get a solo Scorpion movie, becoming his first ever lead role. Quit. So I get back to my hotel room that night. I get on the phone with my agent. And he goes, listen, I've got great news for you. I said, what? He goes, they're watching the dailies and they want to turn this character that you're playing uh, into its own movie. They want to give you your own movie. Considering the film was a spin-off from The Mummy, the movie was a moderate box office success. Again, the critics ate this movie up. With one critic saying, here is a movie that embraces its goofiness. The plot is recycled out of previous recycling jobs. For its target audience looking for a few laughs, martial arts and stuff that blows up real good, it will be exactly what they expected. It has a high energy, the action never stops, the dialogue knows it's funny, and the rock has the authority to play the role. I expect him to become a durable action star. Without the standout to be, this comment honestly sounds more of a prophecy. His movies don't have the most complex plots. Brother, you may believe in machines, 
but we believe in people. The dialogues are cheesy. Guys, so you better start talking before I break that finger six different ways and stick it right where the sun doesn't shine. The action is questionable. And as the target audience, they enjoy it. Really, really enjoy it. From my daddy. Your daddy was a policeman? 15 years LAPD. My father was also a policeman. My daddy saved five crackheads from a burning building by himself. My daddy once caught a bullet with his bare hands. Another journal of film that was rising in the early 2000s was action comedy. With films like Rush Hour 2, Bad Boys 2, Men in Black 2, Charlie's Angel, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith becoming some of the biggest film hitters. And I mean, even films like Pirates of the Caribbean and Raimi's Spider-Man could classify as an action comedy. In two or three, they all could go in the same direction. They're really listening to me anymore. Heads up. The Rock in the movie plays a bounty hunter that he is assigned to retrieve his boss's son from Brazil. Upon getting there, he realizes that the son has discovered a missing artifact. And honestly, the plot of this film could fit so many Rock's films. With the invaluable help of your associates, you must use your complementary skills to return the jewel to the Jaguar's eye. Okay, yes. Came here seeking the tears of the moon, just like you. I have a map just like yours. A few nights ago, a radio signal got sent out from these coordinates. It could be the mysterious island that Jules Verne wrote about. That map better be right. Relax, we'll find it. All right, say we find it. How can you be sure that the egg is actually there? What do you mean? Well, the movie was a critical success, which to date remains one of his highest rated movies. In 204, The Rock released a darker film compared to the previous one. The film revolves around The Rock's character Chris, who is a former US Army. His whole life comes into circles when he realizes that his childhood friend sells drugs, the same drugs that caused his nephew's death. Prepared to take him down, Chris, The Rock's character, goes vigilante. Although the film was brutally criticized, The Rock's performance was applauded. The film's poor reception would force The Rock to go back into the comedy journal. Elliot, what are you doing? I, I've been waiting on your ass all night. That's so goddamn bored. I made some tea. I, I put in my video. You broke it in my house? You told me you were going to call me. I left you a message two days ago. In 205, The Rock played a gay bodyguard in a crime comedy film called Be Cool. Recounting the movie in a tweet he wrote, I was told back then by a few influential folks that playing a gay man would ruin my career. Despite the risk, however, the film was a critical failure. No one would have believed in the early years of the 21st century that our world was being watched by intelligences greater than our own. I won't. These were some of the biggest movies of the early 2000s and they were all sci-fi. To some degree, Star Wars films may also fall in the sci-fi genre. So it's no surprise when Dwayne jumped on the sci-fi train, 
with the movie Doom. Although there's a meme now that The Rock cannot play a bad guy or lose in a movie. Jason Statham and The Rock refuse to lose fights against one another. Jason Statham, come on, bro. Actors including Jason Statham, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Vin Diesel have contracts demanding that limit the amount of punishment their characters take in fights. Because they don't want to look like bitches. Oh, good lord! You imagine telling your agent. The reason Dwayne Johnson did this is because in wrestling he is seen as a winner and he didn't want to be seen as a loser on screen. And even though Dwayne Johnson is done with the Fast and Furious franchise, he still has the no-lose clause in all of his contracts for future movies as well. It was different in the Doom movie. The lead character at the time was offered to The Rock, but he also turned it down, claiming, for some reason, I was drawn to Sarge, the bad guy. I thought Sarge was, to me, more interesting and had a darker side. Doom, the film, was a critical and box office failure. Despite the failures of Doom, in 206, The Rock collaborated with Richard Kelly. A director was riding high in the success of Donnie Darko for a sci-fi film called Southland Tales. The film was and still received with a mixed review. I've never considered committing suicide. I'm a pimp. With comedy being particularly strength, The Rock would star in a spy action journal, Get Smart, featuring some of the biggest comedians. Here's a copy. Yeah, you left it jammed. So, why don't you unjam it? Just open the door, read the instructions. Um, is this your stapler? Yeah. Can we show you how to use it? No. Oh! Towards the end of 2000s, adventure films were starting to pop up again. Indiana Jones, Twilight, Madagascar, The Mummy, Harry Potter, Alice in Wonderland, and of course, biggest of them all, Avatar. The Rock would hop in the trend with the race to each mountain. The Rock plays a taxi driver who must get aliens to their spaceship on which mountain before the government agents and assassins can catch up to them. The film, once again, was a commercial success, crossing over 100 million. My brother and I are not from your planet. You don't look like aliens. What does an alien look like? Like little green people with antennas that take me to your leader, Earthlings. The same year, The Rock would star in his first ever animation. Planet 51 is somewhat of a reverse E.T. I am the alien trying to get back to my ship. <laughs> Considering to this point that The Rock's most successful role was in adventure fantasy journal and sports comedy journal, The Rock would combine both of the worlds to bring one of his most loved films to date. Derek Thompson. He doesn't believe in fair play. Meet the future of our franchise. My tooth is gone! Wait, there's no money! Tess, let's just get this out of the way. There's no such thing as- No! Here it is. But he's about to receive... Mr. Thompson, you, sir, are guilty of killing dreams. The ultimate penalty. The film was a massive success, once again crossing past the $100 million mark. The same year, The Rock had a small role in a buddy cop film, The Other Guys. And although he was not the star in the film, it's surely defined his career because that's what he's known for these days. Central Intelligence, Jumanji, Hobson Show, Red Notice, Jungle Cruise, are films that technically fall in the body comedy movies. I will beat your ass like a Cherokee drum. Maybe one day we'll find out. Oh, you better the Rock would end the year with a darker action film, Faster, in which he plays a small-time criminal who avenges for his brother's death. Although not overly positive, the critics were not quite harsh on this movie, particularly 
Dwayne's character. However, the movie was a financial flop, which was once again a painful revelation that his films are profitable if they are targeted to a younger audience. At the beginning of the decade, it was evident that franchises were taking over Hollywood. Looking at the top 10 highest grossing movies of 2000, only one was a sequel. Expand that list to top 20, only two movies are sequels. Fast forward to 2010, six of the biggest films of that year are either sequels or part of franchises. So The Rock's safest option to survive in the 2010s was to hop in a franchise, either that or make his own. So tonight, I just wanted to send a message to Hollywood producers out there who are looking to beef up their next sequel. I'm available. <laughs> In 2010, after the massive success of haste movies like Ocean's Eleven, the Fast and Furious team was planning to have its next film go in that direction. Solomon. Are you crazy? Do you know whose money are you stealing? We ain't stealing that. The FBI character Hobbs was supposed to be played by Tommy Lee, but fans cast for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And above all else, we don't ever, ever let them get in the cars. It was the seventh biggest movie of that year. After boosting the success of Fast Five, The Rock this time would push the Journey franchise to new heights. A few nights ago, a radio signal got sent out from these coordinates. It could be the mysterious island that Jules Verne wrote about. You think you're gonna travel halfway around the world and meet up with some lunatic who's messing around on ham radio? It's not some lunatic. It's my grandfather. He's been looking for mysterious island for over half of his life. At this point, the Rock had identified the blueprint to his career. Find an action or an adventure fantasy franchise, play a big, charismatic good guy, and watch him rock the box office. Times feels right to me because I've actually been in a lot of sequels and I have added some extra oomph to franchises like The Mummy, Journey to the Center of the Earth, G.I. Joe, and of course, The Fast and Furious. And some folks in the industry have even referred to me as Franchise Viagra. In 2013 alone, he worked on five films. Of the five films, two were from two of the biggest franchises movies, G.I. Joe and Fast and Furious. These movies smashed the box office. In early 2010, fiction adventures movies were making comeback. These are films like superhero films and the likes of Hobbits, Pirates of the Caribbean, and of course, The Hunger Games. A glimpse at 20 of the biggest films in 2013, only 5 films that technically fall outside of the fiction adventure genre, and in 2014, only 1 out of the 20 biggest films does not fit the criteria. The Rock would once again try a hand in the journal, this time with Hercules. The movie was a critical and commercial lukewarm success. However, Dwayne's failure would not haunt him that much because Fast and Furious would once again come to his rescue. The same year, The Rock would indulge into disaster journal for the first time. The man's ice, man. He's got ice running through his veins. There's nobody I'd rather have in extreme situations than Dwayne. With just two films, the Rock in 2015 alone grossed close to 2 billion US dollars. And if 2015 was a good year for Dwayne, 2016 was even a better one. He only starred in two films that year. Ow! Sorry, Jet. Hate or love him, Kevin Hart is a star who makes his costas funny. Well, this is a good question. Why is Dwayne Johnson called The Rock? Well, because he's stupid. I've got, what do you mean? Because he's IQ. That's what they have, remember? 
What do you mean dumb remember? Nah, see, no. I am. That Dwayne is dumb as a rock. No, don't say it loud. There's a lot of people here. Don't say that loud because they will leave Why, with that impression. What is the real answer? It, it's, um, well, got it in the bedroom. Okay. You know what I'm saying? How do you like that? The film was a critical and commercial success. The Rock could end the year in an absolute banger. To date, the film stands as his highest rated movie. With three big hits in two years outside the franchise, you can see why The Rock was confident to walk out of the Fast and Furious franchise. The Rock and uh, Vin Diesel couldn't be on set at the same time. They hate each other so bad. Like, shoot it so it looked like someone was there. They hate each other so much. However, despite the drama, Fate of the Furious was the third biggest movie of 2017. For so many years, The Rock was so determined to have his own lead franchise, and Baywatch could be his film. Well, the film flopped so bad that the sequel was cancelled. After failing to kickstart his franchise, one film came to his rescue. In order to finish the game, you gotta complete all the levels. The levels are gonna get harder as we go along. We complete the levels. Spencer, do you even know where we're going? Kinda. Kinda? A film that plays to his strength. Weakness. None? A body comedy, an adventure fantasy, alongside Kevin Hart, in a jungle, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle was a smash it, both commercially and critically. That was fantastic. Although the superhero films were kicking in between 2012 and 2020, with the likes of Avengers, Aquaman, Black Panther, Iron Man crossing in past the $1 billion mark, a certain specific genre of film were pulling in numbers. I'm talking about monster films. Between 2012 and 2022, there has been three Jurassic Park movies, three Godzilla movies, two Planet of Apes movies, three King Kong films. Even a film like Meg managed to go past the half billion dollar mark. The most notorious of all is Michael Bay's Transformers. Between 2011 and 2022, they released four films, which were butchered online with some ratings going as low as 18 and 16%. The outcome? You tell me. All this is to say the work hopped in the trend. After his best year to date, The Rock would team up with Brad Pitton, a director he had previously worked with on Mysterious Island and San Andreas, to bring exactly what I detailed, Rampage. Described as a feel-good popcorn movie, is a film that follows Dwayne's character and George, an albino gorilla. Considering it was a game adaptation, the film was big, loud. Wow. I can't. <laughs> the movie crossed more than 400 million dollar mark. His final movie of the year was also a video game adaptation. Teaming up with the Central Intelligence director, the film had so much anticipation. After the fallout with his costume, Universal would trust The Rock to make a Fast and Furious spin-off, this time a body action movie with Jason Statham. Directed by the John Wick and Deadpool 2 director, the movie was a success, only missing out on the top 10 movies of 2019. The 10th spot, however, would go to The Rock's Jumanji the next level. Would you look at me? I'm back! Although not scaling to the height of its predecessor, the Jumanji sequel was a critical and commercial success. After riding high with an adventure fantasy film, The Rock would try to jumpstart another franchise, a film he had in work since 2015, Jungle Cruise. You know, before this, I used to work in an orange juice factory, but I got canned. Couldn't concentrate. Yeah, they put the squeeze on me too. 
The film received a positive reception. However, despite playing to The Rock's strength, it was a commercial failure. Despite the failures, Dwayne had a cautioned fallen red notice. It was this film that made people realize that his acting career was becoming generic. Action sequences copied from other movies and high stakes that do not pay off. Commercially, as expected, the film was a success. After a below average year by The Rock standards, Warner Bros. were anticipating The Rock could turn things around. Now what you're gonna see here is why the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. However, the films failed to perform to the expected level and Warner Bros. started turning against their poster boy. However, his upcoming film could once again rejuvenate his career. All the stars pointed to being a massive success. The film will be directed by a Jumanji director, written by a Fast and Furious writer, and similar to the Jumanji franchise, it will be a buddy adventure film, just like he starred alongside Kevin Hart. This time, he will star alongside Chris Evans. The movie will also be a mythology, and similar to Jumanji, they hope they spawn a franchise out of eight. Buddy. The sexiest man alive. Look at you, man. You look good. Thanks. Hey, means a lot. It means a lot coming from the former sexiest man alive. <laughs> um, I never give the title up. 